Sophie Hardy and the Changeling Hybrid by M.R. Dale. Narrated by Leona Hall. Chapter 7. How to Tame a Dragon. The dragon let out another huge roar of pain and more bolts of fire shot out of its mouth. The fence separating the school from the field collapsed. If Sophie, Yasmin and Clara didn't do something quickly, then their zoned-out bodies would all be burnt to a crisp in the classroom. What have we got then, girls? Miss Sissons said through their ears. Sophie studied the beast in front of her quickly but carefully. She knew what it was almost straight away. A wyvern. Whilst not strictly speaking an actual dragon, she wasn't going to go into pedantic territory now. It's a wyvern, she said. How do you know? Clara asked. Its wings are like a bat's. Its tail is huge. It has two legs and it's red, meaning it's a land wyvern, not a sea, Sophie said confidently. Well done, Soph, came Miss Sisson's voice. How do we stop it? Yasmin asked. Take the sword out, Miss Sisson suggested. Oh yeah, didn't think of that, Clara said sarcastically. We need to do that and get it away from school. It'll destroy the building if it roars again, Yasmin surmised. Agreed, Sophie said. Yaz, cause a distraction. Yasmin turned to look at Sophie like she just suggested she jump into a fire, which, as it turned out, she might be about to. Why me? Yasmin asked. There was silence from all three of them. It's your plan, Sophie shouted. So therefore, Yasmin began. Your name is first on the register, Clara replied, relieved that she'd thought of a half reason. My first name isn't, Yasmin snapped back as she prepared to zone nearer the beast. Sophie and Clara spread out to get a better look at the enormous creature that stood before them and find a way of getting to its foot. The option of just zoning to it was out of the question. It was throwing itself about in agony too much. They needed to get close to it and be able to move at a split second's notice. Yasmin appeared again near the dragon's left side and shouted as loud as she could, Hey, look at me! I'm a distraction! The dragon instantly craned its long neck round and stared at her. With the changelings no longer around, Yasmin was the next best suspect the dragon had as to who had struck the sword into its foot. It roared in realisation, which sent another warning to those children and staff who were on the playground to stay there. But as Yasmin started to run back towards Clara, it did what the girls had hoped and started to turn away from school. As it did so, the sheer beauty of her first real mythical creature hit Sophie. The size of it was immeasurable. The only thing Sophie could compare it to was a house. The striking crimson-red skin glistened in the crisp October sunlight and it shone as each of its millions of scales caught the light at different angles. As it reached half the way around, it spread its wings and Sophie caught a glimpse of the enormity of its wingspan. At full flight, it would dominate the sky. Clouds would part for it and the sun itself would shy away with insignificance when the creature took to the air. Sophie had almost forgotten what she was meant to be doing. Her whole life, she had waited for this. Adults didn't discuss things like this anymore. Why? It was the most beautiful thing Sophie had ever seen. Why hadn't they drawn pictures of them? Why didn't people rave about them? People were so lost in their technology now that things like this just weren't of interest to them. If people put their technology down and just looked around them, they would see gorgeous creatures like this. It was breathtaking just to be in the presence of one. 
Sophie had never been so enthralled, but so baffled at the same time. Her interest peaked, though, as the beast had turned fully, had its attention drawn to her and was now face to face with Sophie. She didn't run away. She didn't feel the need to. The teeth stood to attention in its mouth, each one of them like a sword, capable of piercing through the strongest of metals. It began to stamp towards Sophie as she came into view. Yasmin disappeared from sight and as it stomped, the ground shook violently. Sophie didn't move. She was paralysed by her transfiction. Sophie, you might need to move, Sophie heard from Clara in her ear, but she knew she didn't need to. Soph, get out the way. He's coming for you, said a different voice. Still, Sophie didn't move. She'd waited for this all her life. Why would she move? The dragon was only a few feet away as Sophie was swept off her feet and knocked to the ground by an unknown force with a thud. Move, now, Clara said, who had zoned across the field and pushed her out of the way. The pair stood up, slightly further away from it than they'd been, but still close enough to need to run. Clara ran, but Sophie looked at the dragon from this new angle and noticed the sword in its foot. She took a few steps back to bide herself some more time. Get it to look away from me. I know what we can do to help it, Sophie said confidently. OK, they both said back to her. Talk to me, Soph. What are you doing? Miss Sisson's voice asked her again. There's no way we can zone to its foot. It's moving too fast, so I have to run for it, Sophie replied, very excitedly. You can't, Yasmin said. Have we got any other ideas? Sophie asked. No answer came, so Sophie assumed that she was good to go. Yasmin and Clara ran to face the dragon again, and, once they had it focused on them, they sprinted. As they did, it let out another huge, deafening roar that caused the windows in the school to shake again. When the roar had died down, Sophie could hear the screams of the children on the playground again. She needed to work fast. Once it was turned away from her, Sophie ran towards the dragon's foot and jumped onto it. The dragon continued to walk, and as a result, Sophie was clinging to its leg whilst almost surfing on its foot. Once the dragon put its foot down again and stopped to look for a continually zoning Yasmin and Clara, Sophie reached out and grabbed the sword. She pulled with all her might and, thanks to the extra power given to her by her hard light avatar, out it came. Immediately, the dragon stopped and let out the loudest, most ear-shattering roar that it had done so far. This time, some more of the windows in the school smashed and the screams echoed from the playground again. As it finished roaring, the dragon looked down at its foot to see what had happened. It caught sight of Sophie again, but instead of aggressively going for her, it just flicked her off its foot and out of harm's way. When she looked up from her landing, the dragon came incredibly close to Sophie's face. She was almost nose to nose with the magnificent beast. She could feel its warm breath against her avatar skin and smell the ashes and embers around its mouth. It was the greatest feeling she had ever had in her life. Miss Sissons had done an excellent job making the avatar's feelings as lifelike as possible. It huffed in appreciation and tiny plumes of smoke came out of its nostrils. Yasmin and Clara came and stood next to Sophie and the dragon changed where it was looking. It gazed at Clara and Yasmin and snorted agreeably at them as well. It was relieved to have had the girls help it. The girls all welled up, the three of them all sharing this unbelievable moment. This was why they did what they did. Nobody else they knew had ever done this before. This creature didn't want to hurt them. 
It had been in tremendous pain. The girls laughed and hugged each other. Sophie reached out a hand to touch the dragon's nose, but as she went to do so, the girls heard a shout. No! came the voice from the tail end of the dragon. The dragon's head turned sharply and the girls peered round to see who it was. Emerging from the destruction of the fallen school fence and shattered windows was Kingsley, his whole body pulsating with blue throughout the veins and arteries again, as it had done when he had taken out two of the changelings. In the palms of his hands, he looked to be spinning two blue balls of energy, much clearer and better formed than the ones he had earlier. It matched the colour of his skin and, as he got closer to the girls and the dragon, Sophie noticed that his eyes were now completely electric blue. Leave this place and tell your owners to leave me and my mother alone, he shouted at the dragon and he fired one of the balls of what Sophie could only now describe as electricity at it. The dragon leapt to the side and the ball just fizzled out on the field. Meanwhile, Kingsley had already concocted another one. No, leave it alone, Sophie shouted, but it fell on deaf ears. There was no reaching Kingsley. Are you seeing this? Clara asked Miss Sissons. No response came. The dragon roared again, this time more in anger than pain, and its fury was aimed solely at Kingsley. I said leave, bellowed Kingsley, and this time he fired two more bolts of whatever it was at the dragon. The dragon tried with all its strength to get out of the way of them, but it slipped on its damaged foot and was caught up in the second blast. It now hovered just above the field encased in a huge sphere of blue, much larger than the one the changelings was caught up in before. It roared again, but more out of desperation than fury. Kingsley raised his arms and, as he did so, the dragon was lifted higher. It turned to look at Sophie, Yasmin and Clara and they could see the fear in its eyes, which had been so playful a moment ago. Then, as if merely being removed from existence, it was gone. The carnage it had caused was still there and Kingsley still stood at the other end of the field but he was now hunched over with nowhere near as much blue pulsating around his body. Anger taking over her, Sophie jumped up and charged straight at Kingsley. Never had Fury taken over her as badly as this. She had yelled at her parents before but what ten-year-old hadn't? This was different. This was rage. This monster had destroyed an innocent creature and with it, Sophie's first encounter with a mythical that hadn't been locked up in a prison. Kingsley saw her coming. He fired two bolts at Sophie, but both went straight through her avatar. Clara and Yasmin then followed in hot pursuit. Kingsley kept firing and firing at them, but everything went through the girls and fizzled out onto the field. Kingsley was getting visibly confused and distressed. How are you doing that? he shouted at Sophie. Sophie, who was so engrossed in her fury that she'd forgotten she could just zone to Kingsley, kept sprinting right for him and, just as he was about to let off another blast, she punched him full in the face with a punch that reverberated around the field. Kingsley fell to the ground and the blue faded away from his face and body completely and he writhed around in agony, clutching his nose. Clara and Yasmin caught up with Sophie and grabbed her by the arms. Sophie wanted to scream and kick and punch Kingsley more, but the girls held her back. Clara then whispered something in Sophie's ear that made her calm down instantly. We have to get back in the classroom and get on the playground. People will wonder where we are. Sophie heard Yasmin agree and the three girls zoned back into their bodies in the classroom before running out onto the playground. They left Kingsley on the field, rolling about holding his nose, which had blood pouring out of it, and... 
as discreetly as they could, made their way onto the playground and mingled in with the rest of the school. The Sophie Hardy Saga was written and produced by Emma Dale and narrated and produced by Leona Hall. If you enjoyed it and would like to continue to follow the adventures of Sophie and her friends in coming episodes, then please subscribe through one of the many podcast providers out there. The links for each of these can be found on our website. If you require more information, visit our many social media channels or if you would like to purchase a hard copy of the book, then be sure to check out www.sophiehardysaga.com. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Thank you.